Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick the co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? I hope you guys are having a good day. I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins from Your Black World and the Black Business School. Um, I hope you guys are, are doing well. Um, I, um, I'll tell you what, man, something weird, something terrible just happened to me, something that really hurt my feelings and, and just made me sad. And it makes me feel like um, this is something I want to extrapolate a little bit and kind of talk about just how ridiculous uh, this whole Democrat-Republican shit is making black people. How they got us looking like Boo Boo the Fool right now because we're taking each other out over some politicians who ain't never gave a shit about us. You know, and I see I see a comment right there. Stop supporting Trump. Well, fuck you. I'm, I, first of all, I'm not supporting Trump. But if I was, it's my goddamn right. It is my right. It is my right. And I think one of the things that I want to... One of the points I want to make on this real quick is, um, you know... I, I'll tell you what happened. Then I'm going to tell you why I am like, honestly, like I'm, I'm sad. I'm like really feeling emotional about this. So I, I just got, um, I just shared a video from Ice Cube and it was all about what was going on with, uh, with some of his friends. You know, he and I, one thing we did, we did talk about, I hope you don't mind me mentioning this thing is that, that you start to see people's true colors when, when you're not giving them what they want, right? When you say what they want to hear, it's all, they all for you, they're your buddy, everything else. But then when you disagree, when you provide a different point of view, people get real crazy. They get real ghetto. They get real nasty, real, real evil. And, um, you know, it's like, like when you go to church, anybody ever go to a certain church and when you go to church, uh, everybody loves you when you go into church and you give them money to the pastor and you, you know, you singing hallelujah and doing whatever they tell you to do. And then when you stop going to church, they, they talk about you like you done went out and you know, caught the fucking bubonic plague and started worshiping the devil and shit. Well, I'm going to pray for you, sister. You know, I knew a black woman like that. I knew a black woman who got tired. She said, you know, I got tired of giving the pastor all my time and all my money. I wanted to sleep in on Sundays and I wanted to make sure that I, um, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to like get my own spirituality. And she said that all the people that used to be her friends suddenly talked about her like a dog. And it's really sad because what it really kind of speaks to is maybe those people were not your friends in the first place. So anyway, when, when Cube did his video, you know, he was talking about all the people that have really been giving him a hard time. You know, a lot of these celebrities, these celebrities ain't showed up, did shit for the hood, ain't doing shit for black people, ain't wrote no motherfucking checks, ain't built no schools, ain't went out and, and created no jobs for black people. But suddenly all these celebrities show up to tell you who to vote for. All these celebrities are showing up saying, vote, vote for, vote for Biden, vote, vote for my candidate, you know, and, um, and I'm gonna just tell you, like, I, I don't believe in telling you who to vote for. I, I just don't. So like people ask me, I saw somebody in the chat said, who should we vote for and why I'm saying, make your own decision. That's what freedom looks like. I know some of y'all ain't used to that. I know some of us as black folks, we used to being told what to do. I know some of us, uh, literally don't think we have a functioning brain in our body, but, uh, if, if you're going to be black, 
you gotta learn to think for yourself because if you're black and you're not learning how to think for yourself, that's a type of genocide because the whole system was built for you to fail. Go read Poweronomics. Go read Black Labor, White Wealth. The whole system is built for you to fail. The whole system is built for people to manipulate you into the grave, right? So if you can't think for yourself and you're black, just, you know, write your own death certificate because you're, you're, you're going to fall behind. You're not going to succeed. So I had a friend, man. It, it just really blew my mind. It made me, it actually made me sad. It was right when I was talking about what Cube was going through with all these celebrities that are putting pressure on him and saying, come on, you just got to play for the team. You got to do what, what everybody else is doing. And he's like, and, and, and mad respect to Ice Cube on this. Mad respect to him because he basically said, fuck you. I'm here for black people. And if you have a problem with me being here for black people, then maybe I should have a problem with you. Why is it so revolutionary and so crazy to just say, look, I just want to make sure black people are good. I want to make sure black people get something out of the deal. Like, seriously, why is that such a radical, crazy idea? Oh, my God, you lost your mind. What's wrong with you, man? You know, so anyway, I, right as I was I was making that point with Cube, and I shared this video, because I, I, you know, I have mad respect for what Cube is doing. His contract with Black America is worth reading. Um, I wrote, I had a post on my Facebook page. It was well thought out, and I was talking about this pandemic and how the mishandling of the pandemic by both political parties has created untold amounts of pain and trauma that's going to last for many, many years. Uh, I'm talking about people have lost their jobs. People have lost their homes. People have lost their lives. People have lost their minds. And when you look at the data, I, I always point to the data. I believe in numbers. I believe in statistics, not, not what you feel the numbers should be, but what the numbers actually are. The Wall Street Journal just laid out a full report where they explained that 40% of the deaths were people who are already in nursing homes. So a lot of these people, many of them probably would have died from any infectious disease, period. But then 1%, I think 1% of the deaths were people under the age of 40, right? So what I was saying is, you know, we got to also think about everything that is that is affecting us when it comes to how we handle the pandemic. It can't just be we're only focused on stopping the virus because sometimes it's like if I have a fly in my office and I'm trying to kill that fly and I blow up my whole office to kill the fly. Well, the, the cure was worse than the problem. The cure was worse than the original disease. Um, so basically what I'm saying is with the virus, we should have made people safe, but not shut down completely. When you shut down anything and everything, and you got people out here homeless, can't feed their kids, struggling, starving, people out here, you know, people out here selling ass on the internet now trying to get by, like people don't know what to do, <laughs> you know, and and uh, it's not funny, I'm not laughing about it, it's just real, you know, losing their homes and everything, um, you know, and, and, and I, so that was my point, is that I said that we should consider all of that, so anyway, I had a friend, what does B1 stand for, B1 stands for black first, we're black first. Uh, put your hashtag B1 in the chat if you agree. Also, please hit the thumbs up button. If you haven't done this, please hit the thumbs up button. So, so my friend, and this really made me sad. Um, I had a friend who I used to teach with at Syracuse University. And uh, he came in about the same time I did. And we went through hell together. I stood by him as those white folks were torturing his ass. I, I fought for him. I went to see him. You know, it, um, I, he's the only person on the entire faculty where there was two people on the entire faculty that I recall ever going to their house. So he and I were friends. Now, we lost touch over the years because eventually they pushed him out just like they pushed me out. They pretty much, you know, all, all of us as black professors pretty much got shitted on pretty bad. It's fine. I'm not really angry about it because I actually did better, you know, as a business owner than I did as a professor anyway. But 
Uh, but anyway, so I hadn't seen him. I hadn't heard from him for maybe about eight to ten years. I hadn't heard from him for a while. And I, but I didn't know we were Facebook friends. You know, you got Facebook friends that you just forget that you're friends. And he comes in in my comment, and he literally says, this is dumb. And I'm like, whoa, okay. First, first I'm happy. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, this is dumb. Then he tells me why I'm wrong. Then he says, when did you get to be so stupid? When did you get to be so stupid? And so my first reaction, obviously, my first part of my reaction is, part of me is saying, well, fuck you too. Uh, but then there's another part of me that's saying, wow, man, like, this is really a lot. Like, you know, like you're, you're, you're calling me stupid now, you know, like, like as if I don't have the same PhD that you have, uh, you're calling me and you're calling a black man stupid over white politicians who don't give a fuck about either one of us. I can go back and point to Joe Biden's 1994 crime bill where he wanted to lock both of our black asses up. I can point to the history of Donald Trump where if we had been part of the Central Park Five, he would have wanted both of us to get the death penalty. And so I'm sitting here just thinking, man, like, is this really how you're coming at a black man who stood by your ass when those white people were giving you the business? Those white people were trying to put their dick in your ear, trying to fuck you over in every way imaginable, and I was the only black person crazy enough to fight for you, and you're coming at me like this over some Democrat Republican bullshit? Like, really? Like, you're willing to lose a friend from some somebody who really fought for you? Now, these white folks wasn't fighting for you. These white folks didn't give a damn about you. These white folks wanted you out of town as quick as possible. They didn't care about you. They didn't care about your family. I'm checking in on your family. I'm making sure you're good. And, but yet, yet, you're calling me stupid and dumb and all these other things because I disagree with you. Right? Not even hearing it out. Not even saying, well, huh, what made you come to that conclusion? Gosh, I'm really having a hard time understanding where you're coming from. Can you explain further? But because, well, because I respect you, I want to hear this out. Like maybe give me another point of view. So, so I, I think that this situation was kind of a, it hit home. It was like a microcosmic scenario that really shows how white supremacy operates. White supremacy definitely operates on a divide and conquer kind of framework. Uh, they do to the black community exactly what they did in Rwanda, where they had the Hutus and the Tutsis, who were, used to be cousins in the same tribe, people that used to love each other, slaughtering each other, cutting each other's throats, right? Um, it, they, they did it in Vietnam, when they had the, the North Vietnamese, who were many of whom were related to people in South Vietnam, murdering each other and blowing each other up over, you know, white people's shit. Like, like my white man, my favorite white man is a Russian, your favorite white man is an American, so we're going to kill each other over people who don't give a damn about us. And then when they got done with, your, with, with their asses, they bounced out of Vietnam, they let Saigon fall, they let entire families get slaughtered because they were like, well, sorry, we, you, we were good when we were using you, now we don't need you anymore, so we're going to go on back to our happy white lives and we're going to leave y'all little yellow asses on to just deal with the consequences. See, see that's the, the point I want to make on this is I hope that you, smart black people, in my opinion, will not take this Democrat-Republican stuff too seriously. Smart black people, to me, are people that will be, that will put the black community first, that will say, you know, you differ from me in terms of Democrat-Republican stuff, but at the end of the day, I'm a black man, you're a black man, I got a black family, you got a black family, I got black children, you got black children, I'm looking out for my community, you're looking out for your community, and we're going to look out for each other. Because at the end of the day, give me a yes or no, yes or no. At the end of the day, do you really think Donald Trump really cares about you and your family, your black family? 
Do you think Donald Trump, at the end of the day, if you go support him, fight for him, battle for him, go out in the streets and shoot somebody for him, do you really think Donald Trump's going to have your back? Yes or no? Let me ask you another question. Yes or no? After this is over with, you get the Democrats through, they have a blue wave, Joe Biden gets to take over the White House, him and Kamala taking over, they looking fly in the White House. Do you really think that Joe Biden and or Kamala Harris is really going to be looking out for you and looking out for your community? Do you really think Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to be looking out for reparations? Are they going to be looking out for those black babies not being educated? Are they going to be looking out for all those black kids being shot up in the hood? Are they really going to be looking out for black men and women who lost their families due to mass incarceration? Are they going to be looking out for you? Give me a yes or no. Well, if the answer is no, then you shouldn't take this too seriously. This is no different from if I was a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers and you're a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who wins the game. We can get caught up in the game. We can say, oh, man, I'm an Eagles fan, Eagles to the Eagles to the end, you know, da, 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 and you, you, you Steelers to the end or whatever. But after the game is over, they're not going to send either one of us a game check they're not going to make sure either one of our mortgages are paid. They're not going to make sure either one of our families are good. So don't take it too seriously. It really is, as his brother says, it's, it's a clown show. It really becomes a clown show. And I'm going to just tell you, it was it was incredibly ironic that I saw this comment. I'm not even going to say his name because I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I want to, you know, like, like Michelle Obama said, when they go low, you go high. And I just told him how disappointed I was. And I did remind him, I said, it's fascinating that we will abandon black people who had our backs when white people didn't give a shit about us, right? I remember, it reminds me when I was in, um, I was speaking at uh, Cal State Long Beach, uh, the, the black students there, shout out to the black students there. They invited me, uh, Tariq Nasheed, uh, uh, and uh, Louis Farrakhan to come out there and speak uh, on Cal State Long Beach, Beach's campus. And the, the apparently the LGBT black students had been put up to going after Farrakhan. They didn't want to go after him directly, I guess, because they, they didn't want to be seen as racist. So what they do is you get black people to do your bidding for you. So they got the students to come to Farrakhan's speech and to uh, sit down in the seats. And in the middle of his speech, as a sign of disrespect, they all agreed they were going to get up in the middle of the speech and all walk out at the same time, right? Just to disrupt the speech, just to show disrespect. Now, my problem with that move was this. I don't think there's anything wrong with disagreeing with Minister Farrakhan. I love him. I, I like what he does, but you ain't got to like it in order for me to like you. It's okay for you to disagree. I think the minister would say it's okay. In fact, I know it's okay. When I went to go talk to the minister about Yvette Carnell, and Yvette Carnell had done an attack video on the minister on my channel, I went to the, I walked to the minister's house. I lived around the corner from him at the time. I lived around the corner from Barack Obama, too. And I, I, I never wanted to go to Obama's house. I went to the minister's house several times uh, because I wanted to pay tribute to the, the important people in the community. And I walked to the minister's house, and, I, and we talked about what happened with Yvette Carnell. And I did not know what the reaction was going to be. I had no idea. But let me just tell you, he was as gracious as a human being could be. He literally said, not only am I not offended, but encourage her to keep speaking. She has a right to speak. That is what decency looks like. Decency is not what you're seeing in this election when you have people that dog you out and want to attack you and try to beat you up because you disagree with them. Decency is not me saying, oh, you're just stupid because you because you don't agree with, with me. You don't believe what I believe. Decency is when you say, you know what? You disagree with me. You might have even attacked me. He's a better man than me. I don't. I I did literally when I had a long, I had a good conversation with the minister one time. It was me and him for a couple of hours. And I did ask him, I said, how do you deal with people that attack you? How do you find a way to love your enemies? 
And he was, he gave me some really good advice on that. And I'm still working on it, Minister. If you're watching, I'm still practicing. I, I ain't there yet, but I'm trying to get there. But at the end of the day, the point of the matter is to say, you know, that there's a decent way to handle disagreement in the black community and an indecent way. And we got a lot of indecent people that feel that it's okay to oppress and attack other black people. Also, when, when it came to Farrakhan being disrespected by those students at Cal State Long Beach, my problem with them was not that they disagreed with him. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe if I were LGBT, I might have an issue as well. My problem was not with the disagreement. My problem was that you you have a short memory. You have a short memory because you are aligning with these white supremacists, these white folks who 40, 40 years ago, these people would have been okay with somebody killing your parents. You know, Farrakhan was standing up for you and standing up for your family when these people wouldn't even let you into that damn school. He was standing up for you when these people would have gladly stepped over your dead body on the street. When they, they would have locked up your daddy and threw away the key. California was known for three strikes laws implementation and all the other stuff. So my thing is, why can't you have some balance and show some respect and, and stop having such a short memory? You know, and that was my comment to my friend was I said, man, bro, like, like you're really, you really, we've been friends for a long time. I'm happy to see you. And you just called me, you, you said, when did you get so stupid? This is just dumb. And I'm sitting here thinking, wait a minute, we joined the faculty at the same time. I have a PhD just like you do. Sometimes we see things differently. I'm a black man just like you are. I'm a black father just like you. And I respect you. And I would never in a million years go out of my way to call a friend stupid in that way. Definitely not in public. I just think that's absolutely crazy to me. And uh, and it really made me do this this video, not because I want to put the person on blast. I'm not even going to say his name, but because I think that this is just uh, tacky as fuck. Like, it's crazy. It, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I, I'm going to stand by the black people who have my back. So even if you disagree with me, I just want to make it 100 percent clear. If you have been, if you have my back and you just think that what Boyce is saying politically don't make no sense to me, um, I'm going to keep on having your back because I know who my friends are. These people up in Washington ain't your damn friends. These Democrats ain't your friends. These Republicans ain't your friends. These celebrities that are trying to all go in here and everybody, y'all need to all go vote for so-and-so, whatever. Ain't none of these people cut no checks to help your family. Ain't none of these people building no schools. Ain't none of these people putting money into black businesses. They go work with white people when they want to do business. They Their manager is white. They're, 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 the owner of their organization is white. You go to their, you go to the, the Oprah Winfrey studios. You got white women everywhere. It looks like a damn... Avon convention uh, held at a Klan rally. Like, seriously, like, like, so I'm just trying to say to you at the end of the day, you got to know who your friends are and you got to know who really has your back and who doesn't. And, uh, and I want to be with the black people who have my back. So in terms of my celebrity grade, I have to give a good grade to Ice Cube because I love the fact that this brother who easily could just go off and become a white man if he wanted to. White people have put money in his pocket. White people went to go see all his, his movies and shit. He's still talking that black stuff in a, in a heavy way. And I just love that, man. I just think that really, uh, that's what I understand. That's what I relate to because that's what I am. That's who we are. We're black period B one. All right. So I got to go guys, uh, hit the thumbs up button before you go. Hashtag B one in the chat. If you agree with me also, please feel free to leave your comments below. And uh, last but not least, don't forget the Powernomics masterclass starts in four days on the 15th. If you'd like to join us, feel free to go to powernomicsmasterclass.com. 
That's PowernomicsMasterclass.com. You can use the code word podcast in order to get 30% off. So PowernomicsMasterclass.com, use the code word podcast. And uh, Dr. Boyce does not have a clone. Dr. Boyce is just a a, a black man who's trying to have some good dental health. So uh, part of the price you got to pay is they got to, when you, when your bite collapses because you didn't take care of your teeth, you have to get this shit in your mouth. It's going to open your mouth up. And that's why I look like I'm talking like awkwardly. It's because I'm trying not to talk like Elmer Fudd right now. So I hope y'all can bear with me and, uh, and and be patient with me. I'm trying to do better. So uh, just cheer me on and help me out, man. I really need y'all support. But the good thing about it is I have lost nine pounds on the liquid diet. So not only will I have a great smile, but I will be physically fit. So that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be a better man. So take care, guys. Love you. Have a good day. I'll see you soon. Be good. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.